We praise God that each one's here this day. I pray that you've had a great Sunday school time. If you didn't get to make Sunday school, I would encourage you to try to do that next week. Next week will be Father's Day. That'll be our last Sunday for our baby bottles, so be sure if you haven't got one, pick up your baby bottle, put your change in it, be sure to bring them all back next Sunday morning. I'd like to see this table just plumb full and out around the, on the platform of baby bottles and all. Miss Diane, do you have any word for us about the how that's going? Harold, hand her a mic there right quick. babies, help more women, and, and they really need our support. It's just amazing what they're doing. And it's all trying to reach and touch more lives. And I hope that you will, will support and, and give as much as you can to help them. Last year, I think between all of the, all of the people in our church, we gave almost $2,000. And I just want to thank you for everything that you did. And I'm praying that we have just as good a result again this year. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that. You can read all the announcements in the bulletin. I appreciate you reading those, keeping up with what's going on tonight. You'll be blessed. Brother Thomas Corser will be bringing the message. Miss Cherry and I are going to be out of town for this, for this evening. And uh, so I would ask you to be sure be here and support Brother Thomas as he shares the Word of God. This morning, Lord willing... We're going to finish up Paul's third missionary journey and uh, get him almost in prison, but not quite. But we'll uh, get him close to that. I praise God for you being here this morning. I pray that God will speak and minister unto each and every heart as we share the word. Will you join with me as we pray? Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that you allow us the privilege of serving you. Lord God, as we go forward in this service, just let it be, let it be something that will bring honor and glory to your name. Let it speak to people's hearts. Let it minister unto each and every one as they need to be ministered to. Receive our praise and worship unto you, Father. Now bless, have your way and your will in our service. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Herb? Good morning. Let's all join in our first song, Holy, Holy, Holy.
everybody this morning. Let's stand, please, on this next song. Um, we do worship a holy God. Good to see everybody here this morning. And a lot of the reason we are here because the Lord God brings us here. And I know some of it's habit. We get ready and come on Sunday morning. But we do remember that we do worship a holy God. Come together. And we do worship the holy God. That's the name of this song. Only a holy God. Who else commands all the hosts of heaven? Who else could make every king bow down? Who else can whisper in darkness trembles? Only a hope. What other beauty demands his praises? What other splendor outshines the sun? What other majesty rules with justice? Only a holy God. Worship the Holy 
behold him. Come and behold him, the one and the only. Cry out, sing holy, forever a holy God. Come and worship the holy God. Only a Psalms 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. called holy, called you holy, and be holy in all that you do, for it is written, be holy, because he is holy. This next song is 446 in our hymn book, Take Time to Be Holy. Look at the words in these songs. Are we applying them to our lives? time to be holy, speak of thy Lord, abide in him always, 
Just come forward this morning's offering. Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus led by the invite you to join with us as we give unto the Lord God his tithes and our love offerings. Will you join with me as we pray? Father, we do praise you. We thank you, Lord God, how you bless us so abundantly. Now, Father, as we give back unto you from this abundance, you bless it, you use it, further your kingdom with it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. song I'm going to sing is called I Speak Jesus. A lot of you probably hadn't heard this song. 
And uh, I wanted to read what one of the writers of the song said here about this song. It says, it is about speaking the name of Jesus. We want to speak the powerful name of Jesus over darkness, over strongholds, over fear and anxiety, and over depression. We want to speak the name of Jesus, declaring peace, declaring hope, declaring healing, and declaring freedom. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life break every stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire i just want to speak the name of jesus fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life every stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire shout Jesus in the mountains Jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy Jesus for my family I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, 
Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Praise God. I think children are gathering back there toward the back. Going to go to children's church. As they're doing that, I need to make an announcement that I didn't make earlier because I didn't write it down. And when I don't write something down, well, anyway. Not next Sunday night. That's Father's Day. But the Sunday night following Father's Day, we need to have a called business meeting for the church. That's not next Sunday night, but the next Sunday night after that, we'll have a called business meeting. And that way, by announcing it now, that makes it legal and everything. So, according to our Constitution bylaws, so we'll have that meeting at that time have some, a little new business we need to discuss at that time. Well, we have spent forever, it seems like, with Paul and his missionary journeys. Today, I'd like to try to wind up his third missionary journey and also have him protected by the military of the Romans from the Jews. Last week, we left Paul as he was speaking to the elders from Ephesus and encouraging them and telling them to be aware that he was leaving. This would be the last time they would see him. And to be aware of ravaging wolves from without and also from within the body. And we find in Acts chapter 21, as he left 
Miletus and went to Corinth and followed that on to Rhodes. And we're talking in Acts chapter 21. And I'm going to walk us through some of this until we get to where I want to share with you this morning. And then in Acts, uh, Acts 21 chapter 4, it talks about Paul traveling from there to Tyre and the, from Tyre to one of those hard names, Polymus, and from there to Caesarea. Now in all of this travel, Paul spent time with Philip in Caesarea. Philip was one of the original seven that was set aside to be an evangelist. We also know that in Acts chapter 8, 4 through 12, it talks about Philip ministering to the Samaritan and being saved. And then also in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39, it talks about Philip going to the eunuch and leading him to the Lord. So he was uh, one of the few that was mentioned in the book of Acts that led folks to the Lord other than Paul as such. And we find as he stayed at Philip's house, there came to him in Acts chapter 21 and 10 and following a particular man by the name of Agabus came to Paul and he told him, if you go to Jerusalem, you're going to be bound up. In fact, he took Paul's belt and bound his hand and his feet. And he says, the Spirit has told me, shared with me, that the, you're going to be bound up by them. And probably, possibly, they will try to kill you. And so we find, at that time, as Paul was preparing to go to Jerusalem regardless. In chapter 21, verse 13, it says, Then Paul answered, What you mean by weeping and breaking my heart, for I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So when he had not when he was not persuaded, we ceased saying, and we said, the Lord's will be done, or the will of the Lord be done. Whenever God is working in our lives, we have to come to that point of saying, okay, God, whatever you want, whether it's in my life or maybe your spouse's life or your friend's life, it comes to that point when it comes down to the bottom line. And this is where Paul was. Paul says, look, I realize that they're out to get me. But there's nothing more important to me than to give myself under the furtherance of the kingdom of God through the name of Jesus Christ. I am willing to be bound. I'm willing to be put in prison. <laughs> <clears throat> pardon me, I'm even willing to give my life for the name of Jesus Christ. So we find as Paul 
travels to Caesarea, we come to the end of his third missionary journey. But before he makes his trip back to Rome, there's some things happen as he goes to Jerusalem. In chapter, <clears throat> pardon me, in chapter 20, to, uh, 21, it says in verse 26, Then Paul took them in, and the next day, having been purified, he's already in Jerusalem now, he took them in and entered into the temple for the expiration of the day of the purification. At that time, as would be made an offering for each one. Now when the seventh day were almost ended, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him and carried him out and said, Men of Israel, help, this is the man who teaches all the men everywhere against the people, against the law, and this place. And furthermore, he has also brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled the place. For they had previously seen the, the Ephesians with him and the city, whom they supposed Paul had brought into the temple, and all the city was disturbed, and the people ran together and seized Paul, and dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut. Now as they were setting, seeking to kill him, one came to the commander of the garrison, that all of Jerusalem was in an uproar. Father, I thank you and I praise your name for one such as Paul that was willing to give it all for you. Now, Father, I pray that you will minister to our hearts. You will speak to us this day. You will draw us ever close to you. You will bring us to a point in our lives where nothing, nothing is more important than our service under the Lord Jesus Christ and his presence in our lives. So we thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. It goes on in verses 24 and following and says, And some among the multitude cried one thing and others something else to where he could not ascend what their truth was. In other words, the commander of the garrison didn't know what they were complaining about because some were saying one thing, some were saying something else, and he felt like it was his duty to protect Paul because he didn't know what the issue really was. And it says that he brought the, the guards there. They, they arrested Paul. They put him in chains. And they said, let's take him to the barracks to protect him. Verse 35 says, when he had reached the stairs, now they're going to the barracks, when he had reached the stairs, he had carried by the soldiers to the, because of the violence of the mob, for the multitude of the people followed and crying out, Away with him! Then, as Paul was about to be led into the barracks, he said to the commander, May I speak to you? And he replied, 
Can you speak Greek? Are you not the Egyptian who some time stirred up rebels and led the 4,000 in the wilderness? But Paul said, I am a Jew from Tarsus of Sicily, a citizen of no mean city. And I implore you, permit me to speak to the people. And when he was given permission, Paul stood on the stairs and motioned with his hands to the people. And when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language saying, Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you. Now when they heard that he spoke to them in Hebrew, they kept all the more silent. I am indeed a Jew born in Tarsus of Sicily, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictest of our father's laws, and was zealous toward God as all of you are today. As we look at this, Paul says, listen, I've been right where you are. I understand your lack of understanding as to what I'm saying. I was zealous, even as y'all were. You know, I had, I had the letters from the, from the high priest to go and arrest the Christians, the way, as he called them. And bring them back to Jerusalem. In fact, I was on my way to do that in Damascus. But for my defense, let me tell you what God did. Now you know, as well as I do, how God worked in Paul's life. But I want you to notice, and you've heard me say many, many times, when you think you have nothing that you can share with those around you about Christ, you can always share your testimony. There's nothing any stronger than what God has done for you. There's nothing you believe any greater than what God has done for you. There's nothing that's any more personal than what God has done for you through Christ Jesus in your life. Paul was standing before the multitude in the city. He had the, the, the guard standing there beside him. He was chained up, standing on the steps, getting ready to go into the barracks. And he says, let me tell you, let me tell you what God did for me. I was on my way to Damascus to arrest all those way people. I was going to bring them back to Jerusalem and, and put them in prison or they were going to be killed or whatever the priests saw fit. And as I got close to Damascus, the Word of God says a bright light came out of heaven. And it was so bright 
that I fell on the ground. Now the ones that were with me, they saw the light. But as I fell on the ground, a voice from heaven said, Paul, why do you persecute me? And he says, Lord, who is this? Now folks, when God gets ready to speak to you, you better acknowledge who it is. Now he was going through a a situation, a happening in his life that had never happened. Folks, when Jesus gets in your heart, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, you're going to be going through something you've never experienced before. And Paul says, Lord, who is this? And Jesus says, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you persecute. Identified himself exactly as to who he was. When you ask God who he is and what he's doing in your life, he's going to get down to the nitty gritty. He's going to tell you exactly who he is, and he's going to tell you exactly what he expects of you. And this is what he did with Paul. And Paul says, okay, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? And he says, you go on in to Damascus. And when you get there, there's going to be a man that's going to come to you by the name of Ananias. And when he comes to you and he speaks to you, you will receive your sight. Listen, now it happened as I journeyed on my way to Damascus. At about noontime, suddenly a great light came and it fell, and I fell to the ground and the voice said to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, and who are you, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you persecute. And then Paul said to him, And then he said, the God of our Father has chosen you. This is what Ananias is saying. The God of our Father has chosen you that you should go know his will and see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth for you will be the witness to all men what you have seen and heard. And now, Why are you waiting? Arise, be baptized, wash away your sins, and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As Ananias came, folks, when you give a testimony, whenever God's working in your life and you're telling people about Jesus, you don't want to leave out what God tells you to do. Now, he may use someone else. He may use a pastor. He may use your teacher. He may use a friend to share with you, but here God saw fit to bring Ananias to Paul as Paul was, or Saul at that time, was totally blind. And I can imagine his wondering in his mind, my, my, what am I going to do now? I can't see. Have you ever been to that point? 
of wondering, God, what do you really want of me? God, what do you really expect of me? You've got my attention. I mean, you've got my attention to the point, I'm, you have made me blind, I can't do anything. What do you want? Being led by the hand into a, into a city to meet a man that he didn't know. God, what do you want? Are we willing today, even as Saul was, to say, okay, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. Just let me know what it is. Are we willing today, this morning, right now, as you sit here, to say, Lord God, you tell me what you desire me to do. Just show me. Show me through a friend. Show me through the Word. Show me through the power of the Holy Spirit. Show me through whatever means you so desire. But Lord, show me. And that's what Saul asked. Within our lives, folks, and we're sharing our testimony with someone as Paul was doing here, standing on the stairs, looking at all the Jews. He brought out the fact that God was the one that was working in his life. The very same God that all of their forefathers had worshipped down through Moses, through the laws, but this is the way through Christ Jesus, who came, who taught, who was crucified, who was buried, who was resurrected, and through Him, we can have everlasting life. And Paul says, listen, here is the way it is now. Not through the law, but through Jesus and Jesus has called me to share it. He says, as Ananias spoke to me, I received my sight. And at that point in time, I want you to notice, he referred to me as brethren. At that time, he referred to me as part of the way. I was saved. I knew Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Now all I had to do was carry out what He asked me to do. And folks, that's where we are as believers. And He tells us to go and share the Word, go and share the truth, share what Jesus has done for us. And here, Paul says, I mean, he was getting ready to be killed. And he could, didn't ask for a lawyer. He didn't go to the law of the land. He didn't even go that point at that point about the fact that he was a Roman. He went to his testimony about Jesus Christ and what Jesus had done in his life. At the most critical time in his life, he says, I depend upon Jesus. Let me tell you what he did for me. Ananias said to Paul, listen Paul, God has a very special plan for you. He has a plan for you to share the word. He says, and you will be his witness to men, what you have seen and what you've heard. 
didn't say of what you learned in great knowledge or wisdom or anything. It says what you've seen and what you've heard from God. He says you're going to share it with men. And now, now, Paul was probably received his sight. Paul is probably thinking, oh my goodness, I can see again. <laughs> After being blind, I don't know about you, but I think I would kind of be excited about the fact that I was able to see again. But that's not what Ananias was excited about. Ananias says, okay, Paul, get up off your duff. It's time to go to work. He says, now why are you waiting? Why are you just sitting here? It's rise, be baptized, wash away your sins, and call upon the name of the Lord. He says, it's time for you to get on with it. To confirm it. You know, I, uh, I have people say, well, why in the world is it so important that we be baptized? Well, first of all, first of all, it's just being obedient to Christ Jesus. That that's what we need to be done. Second of all, it's telling everybody out there that I have acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and I am being a testimony by being buried with Christ and raised to walk a new life. Here he says, Paul, quit piddling around. Carry it out, be baptized, and then get out there and tell people what Jesus has done for you. It's time for us as believers in Christ Jesus to tell people, to share with them about what Jesus has done for us. You know, I know folks would rather talk about what's going to happen in Revelation. People would rather talk about, well, when, when is Jesus supposedly going to come again? Folks, listen closely. If they do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they shouldn't be worrying about when He's coming back. They should be worrying about, are they going to be ready when He does come back? And it's up to you and I to first of all live it out, second of all speak it out, and thirdly, to carry it out. Are we willing today, as Paul was, to go out? Yes, he started with the Jews. Every time he went to, every time he went to the synagogue, it, they made, he made them mad. They run him out of town, wanted to kill him. He just went to another place, went to another synagogue, started over again, and before long, he came to the point of he says. I'm done with this. I'm going to just preach to the Gentiles. Well, that never really quite totally happened. He always included the Jews. But his message was to the Gentiles. But his message, his message was always what Jesus had done for him. I can just imagine Paul standing on the steps of the barracks in chains and preaching from his heart to all the Jews that were out there wanting to kill him.
that they need to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Folks, this morning, today, more than anything else in all of, all of creation, we in America, we in Rogers, Arkansas, we right here in Montanay Baptist Church, we need to know Jesus more than anything else. And if you already know Him, you need to serve Him more than anything else. And that, you know, people have this idea, you know, Mr. Ginger, everybody believes that if I'm going to serve Jesus, I'm going to get sent to darkest Africa, or be a preacher's wife, or be a preacher, or a teacher. Folks, listen, to serve Jesus is to say, here I am, Lord, use me in whatever way, if, it's, if I'm a mechanic, let me be a Christian mechanic. If I'm a banker, let me be a Christian banker. Whatever it is, let Jesus live through me. And that's what Paul did. That's exactly what Paul did. He let Jesus live through him. At this point in time, as he served the Lord, and at this point in time, as he spoke to those that wanted to kill him, in verse 16, it says, And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized. Wash away your sins. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance and I saw him say to me, Make haste. Get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I'm in prison and beaten those who believe on you. Folks, Paul says, I realize, I realize that they're not going to accept it. I realize they're going to run me off. I realize that they may even make fun of me. They may say I'm crazy. They may say I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But folks, if Jesus truly lives in your heart, you're going to want to share it with anybody and everybody. You have an opportunity to do so. And we know from this point. So I said, Lord, uh, verse 20, and when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I was standing right there, consenting to his, de consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who killed him. And then he said to me, Depart. For I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. A testimony of what he's done in his whole life up until the point of God sending him out. God is the one that makes the difference. Paul has been on three missionary journeys. Paul has traveled an enormous amount of miles walking by sea. Just on this third journey, he traveled about 
2,500 to 3,000 miles, some close to 11 to 1,200 miles by sea and about another 14, 1,500 miles by land. He didn't have an easy journey. But every place he went, he shared what Jesus had done for him. Now in sharing what Jesus will, has done for you, you are saying to those, you're not any worse than I am. Paul says, I, w- I was killing them. I was putting them in prison. You're not any worse than what I am. And Jesus forgave me and saved me. Jesus will do the same for you. This morning, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you can talk about revelations, you can talk about anything you want to, but until you become a true believer in Jesus Christ and ask Him into your heart, none of that other really matters. It really doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is Jesus being in your heart. And this is what Paul said continually. Regardless of where he was, whether in the synagogue or out beside the river, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. It hasn't changed. I'm certainly not Paul. But I have the same message. You need Jesus. If you're a born-again believer, you need to live for Jesus. If you're not a born-again believer and never ask Him, Jesus, to come into your heart, you need to ask Him. You need to invite Him into your heart today as Lord and Savior. You need Jesus. You say, well, why? Why do I need you? Well, first of all, you were created by God to have Jesus live in your life. You were created with that desire. You were created with the desire to be a part of the family of God. If Adam hadn't have messed up, you'd still be a part of the family of God. But he did. And you're not. But you can be. Through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, dying on a cross, being buried, resurrected, and sitting at the right hand of the Father, if you believe in Him, even as Paul was saying, you can be a part of the family of God again. You see, I hate to admit the fact that all of us, at some point in time in our lives, were separated from God because of sin. But you are, you were, and you are, if you're not a born-again believer. Well, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what God is doing. I'm not really sure. I'm not even sure I have sin. I'm not sure there even is such thing as sin. Folks, this book called the Bible has been tried to be destroyed, done away with, discredited, and said that it was not true 
forever. Even in 2022, records hadn't come out for 23 yet, but even in 2022, this still is the most bought book in the world. It's never been discredited. It's never been proved to be false. In fact, totally contrary to that, it has been proven through archaeology, through history, through every means there is to be truth, 100% true. And if you can't accept it in your life, spend time in that book that's proven to be true It'll tell you, you are a sinner, and you are separated, and you are bound for total separation from God if you don't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's what Paul was given testimony of. That's what Paul was preaching. That's what Paul did on all three of his missionary journeys and started all the churches, it says even all the people in Asia come to know Christ Jesus and about Him. Are you willing today to take a book that's proven to be true and base your life on it? Or are we going to take all the false information of the world all the make-believe of the world, all the ideologies of the world, and base our lives on that and be eternally separated from God. Paul says, I've experienced, I was taught all of the laws but God, through Jesus Christ, brought all the laws into focus through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. It didn't matter where Paul went. That's what he preached. That's what he taught. That's what we need to preach. That's what we need to speak of. That's what we need to live. This morning, I challenge you, even as Paul has made these three journeys that fulfilled and started so many churches, brought so many people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, And set an example for you and I as to how we need to share the truth of Christ Jesus. So I join with Paul this morning and challenge you, as I do myself, challenge us. Let's share. 
let's live and let's carry out what Jesus Christ has done for us. And if you don't know Jesus is Lord and Savior, there's not a better time to acknowledge Him than this morning. And just simply say, Lord God, I invite Jesus into my heart as Lord and Savior. I confess to Him I am a sinner. I don't understand it all, even have trouble believing it all. But I acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior and that He paid the price for me. Won't you ask Jesus into your heart today? Well, I'm a born-again believer and I know Jesus. I've been saved a long time. Well, maybe we need to come to that point of saying, Lord God, I don't need a, I don't need a bright light to blind me, but boy, howdy God, I need you to speak to my heart. And I need you to remind me how you saved me and how you want to work one of the best places to do that is at the altar on your face before God. Say, Lord God, make a difference in my life. For you see, most all of us in here have acquaintances, children, grandchildren, some even great-grandchildren that need to hear about Jesus. What, what better thing could you do for them than tell them about Jesus and live it before them? So I invite you today. I invite you today in the power and the presence of Christ Jesus. If you're not saved, come and ask Jesus into your heart. If you are saved, say, Lord God, refresh, refresh me, use me to share your word. It's up to us, folks. It's totally up to us. Well, what do I say if I talk to somebody? Paul says, just tell them what Jesus has done for you. That's all the great Paul did. This is what he did. That's all he asks us to do. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for your word. I thank you for the great, wonderful example that Paul set before us. Now, Lord God, I know that if there's those that are not saved, they will. I know that God the Holy Spirit will speak to their hearts. So, Father, let them respond. Let them ask Jesus into their heart. Let them acknowledge the fact that they need Him as Lord and Savior. And for the born-again believers, those that, are, that have served you for years, Lord God, I pray that today they'll get a fresh, a very fresh calling to go and share and to live out the testimony that you have blessed them with. And Father, we just, just thank you that it doesn't have to be anything in, in great depth. 
All it has to be is just what you've done for us personally as we share the truth of Jesus. And we give you praise for it. Lord God, have your way in this time of invitation. I pray that folks will come unto you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Will you stand with us, Brother Harold? You come on. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Come on right now. Right this minute. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come on to Jesus right now. This is your opportunity. Come on. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Come to Jesus. Praise God for the word. My prayer is that God will allow us an opportunity again to come before him to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior. I pray a blessing upon each one of you as you go home, go to your separate abode. Have a glorious week. Be sure and be back tonight, 6 o'clock. Brother Thomas will be sharing the word tonight. And then uh, next Wednesday night, you're going to have a real treat. Brother Matt King will be bringing his first actual message before the church. He's taught Sunday school. He's taught with the youth, the students, and he's taught uh, Jay and Jeanette's class in their absence. But he's going to be bringing the Wednesday night service and all not uh, this next coming Wednesday night. So please be here to support him, encourage him as he does that.
May God bless you. Be sure to remember Miss Georgie. She'll be having surgery tomorrow. Be sure to remember Jay Frank. He'll be having surgery on the 22nd. Remember Jerry Chase. I'm not sure when his surgery is yet, but we want to remember him as he has that valve replaced. And there's so many others. Some that are home out of rehab. Some are in rehab and so forth. So just get that prayer sheet out and pray for the folks as such. Once again, I say don't forget that we will have a business meeting not next Sunday night, but the Sunday night following Father's Day. Okay? May God bless you. Miss Terry, uh, Miss Terry, <laughs> Miss Jackie, we sure do thank you for coming and playing. I know that your precious husband is preaching somewhere today, and we appreciate you all separating in order to accomplish what God needs. Thank you so very much for that. May God bless you. Brother Bill, dismiss us, please, brother. Amen.